Welcome to the Crop Tour Podcast on the AgriTalk app, everyone. I'm AgriTalk host Chip Flory. Day two of the Pro Farmer Midwest Crop Tour wrapped up. It's in the books. We've got the numbers for you out of Indiana and out of Nebraska. Let's start out east, bring in Pro Farmer Editor Brian Grady. Brian, long day out there, but boy, I tell you what, you guys pulled a bunch of samples again. We did, Chip. Uh, a lot of hard work by our scouts, and uh, you know it's very much appreciated because this is a data gathering tour. Yes, absolutely. And since it's a data ga- gathering tour, let's get right to it. Uh, what are your final results out of Indiana for corn? Indiana corn, one eighty-two point three bushels per acre. That's up six point five percent from what we found on uh, tour last year in the state of Indiana. Okay, so USDA on August one had the crop at one eighty-six, which was up three point three percent from last year's final USDA yield estimate for Indiana. USDA up three point three percent. You're up six point five percent. Do you think that maybe there's a little bit of room to the upside on Indiana? You know, I do. Uh, Historically, we've missed the state of Indiana by 2.3 bushels, so you have to add another 2.3 bushels to what we come up with. Um, That's back to 2001, so uh, a long period of of history there. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's an average year. That doesn't mean that you have to do that every year, but on average, that's how much we miss the state by. Uh, you know, I think when you look at the grain length, it's there, or the uh, ear counts, it's there. Yeah. Uh, ear counts are up. Uh, they were at 102.2 this year. Um, last year, they were 99 and a half. Uh, five-year or three-year average, 101.3. So um, ear counts are up. Uh, not yeah. surprising, once again, because USDA told us that in their August uh, objective field data. Right. Okay. Now, one thing that we need to remember is this year's crop seems to be further along than what last year's crop was. So last year, we may have been measuring a little bit of yield while the, the or a, a little bit of potential in that crop. It finished strong. So USDA is up from a crop number that finished strong. We're up 6.5% from a number that included potential rather than actual yield. Therefore, maybe these numbers mesh up really nicely. Yeah, I, I think uh, when you just look at it on the surface, there's not a whole lot to uh, no. to be uh, concerned about or argue about with our numbers. I mean, they are what they are. They're, they're the numbers coming out of the field. So, um, But I, I feel really good about the, uh, the Indiana numbers that we pulled for corn. Very good. Very good. What else do we need to talk about on corn, Brian? It seems like uh, there were some disease issues over there. Uh, there are. Um, I think the corn, the corn is far enough along where the disease probably isn't as uh, big of an issue as if it was a normal year. Right. And uh, this is an advanced year. So uh, disease, I'm not too concerned with at this point in time. Uh, we look at the grain length. It's down just a little bit from where it was last year in the state of Indiana. Yep. Uh, seeing some of the tip back. Uh, we did not see much of that in Ohio. Uh, we got into Indiana and we started to see some of that, and, and uh, you, that shows up a little bit with the uh, the grain length being down there, uh, just a touch. Uh, kernel rows, uh, they're about the same. They're down just a, a fraction from where they were last year in the uh, three-year average there, and uh, the row spacing, um, you know, it's always about 30, right. uh, just a fraction below that. Right. Okay. So a lot of a lot of information there. If you're going to point at one thing that's driving 
this yield up 6.5% from the crop tour results a year ago. It's that ear count. Definitely. Yes. Definitely. And that was the theme in, in Ohio. Uh, it's the theme yep. in Indiana. And it's the theme that USDA told us in their August report. Right. And I'll preview it a little bit for you. It's kind of the theme out in, in uh, South Dakota and Nebraska, too. Let's get to the uh, bean pod count in a three by three foot square for Indiana. 1311.9. So, uh, you know, that's uh, uh, up. 12.2% from last year on what we found. So a lot of pods out there. Uh, and I think when you look at uh, uh, the state of Ohio, which we had last night up 12.8%, Indiana up 12.2%. We look at some of the what you guys found out on the western side, and they're up double digits as well, pod counts. There's just a lot of pods out there uh, yeah. this year, and, and I think that that's the overwhelming thing. We have moisture here yep. late in the growing season. Uh, we got wet again today, um, you know, unfortunately for us and, and fortunately for the crop, uh, but they have that late season moisture. And typically when that's the case, um, you know, the crop finishes pretty well. Absolutely. Brian, anything that you feel like we need to add on the on soybeans? No, uh, you know, the moisture stage, this shouldn't be surprising, but at a scale of one to six, it came in at 5.1 this year, (laughs) Um, so very high. Uh, We had ponding today because heavy rains, some heavy rains yesterday too, Uh, so a lot of fives and sixes on those ratings, which means that either there was moisture prevalent at the surface or it was actually a little bit ponded from the the active rain, and and, uh, you would expect that, and and that's reflected in those comments that I made about the the moisture to finish the crop out. Right. Very good. Doesn't sound like you saw a lot of disease in beans. No, actually, uh, you know, when you talk about Indiana or Ohio, um, it's it's very uniform crop. It's clean. It's uh, pretty much insect and disease free. Um, You know, it's just a matter of some fields have a few more pods than others, but uh, the pods overall are up and up pretty significantly for both those states. Excellent. Excellent. Good work today, Brian. Uh, be safe tomorrow. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning on AgriTalk. All right. Sounds great. Great. Go have a beer, bud. Will do. <laughs> All right. That is Pro Farmer Editor Brian Grady. Let's jump straight to the western leg of the Pro Farmer Midwest Crop Tour. Jeff Wilson, Pro Farmer Senior Market Analyst, is with me out here on the western leg, running the western leg of the tour this year. And, and uh, Jeff, uh, I'm going to say the same thing to you that I did about uh, for Brian. Your scouts are doing a wonderful job out there. They pulled 301 samples of corn out of the state of Nebraska. Down a little bit from a year ago, but an awful good number. Awful. I mean, 300 samples in Nebraska. Yeah. It's They took a lot of samples. They did a lot of good work, and uh, the, the data speaks for itself. Yeah. it's We covered Nebraska. We covered an area that is maybe a little bit less irrigated than what the right. total state is. So our numbers might not uh, fully reflect what the state is going to show. So overall, the past you know several years, the pro farmer number has been fifteen bushels less, right? Because we have less irrigated fields that we actually measure. Right. The state of Nebraska, sixty percent irrigated, forty percent dry land. Because we spend the time in the eastern half of the state. Uh, east of the heavy irrigation ground where every field seems like it's irrigated. 
we have a lower number of irrigated samples out here. This year we pulled 43.2% irrigated samples on the western leg of the tour out of Nebraska. So basically the, the tour numbers are just the opposite of what the state is. The state is 60 irrigated, 40 dry land. Our samples are going to be 40 uh, irrigated and 60 dry land. So we're awful close there. Let's get right to it then, bud. What was your number coming out of Nebraska? For the corn crop, yes, we are looking at an 8.3% increase. Our yield average came in at 179.2 bushels per acre. Okay, That's right on what USDA said as of August 1 at 196, up 8.3%. Right. right. At 15.5 bushels, you're at 195. Yeah. It looks like we kind of concur <laughs> with what USDA is thinking. I didn't think there was a chance that we would see a 195 crop out of Nebraska. Now, I don't – I mean, there's some disease issue, but it's nothing terrible. And plus, the crop is far enough along. That 38% dented number that USDA gave us for the state of Nebraska as of Sunday, that's a load of crap. That's oh, a, it's much heavier dented than that, at least, yes. There's fields that are going to be harvested in two weeks. Right. There's two fields that I've measured myself today. They will definitely be measured in two weeks or harvested in two weeks. And, uh, I mean, they are very close to fully mature. Absolutely. Okay. Where did this yield come from? Which one of the the components drove it? Well, I think there's number one is grain length. Really? I think grain length looks good. It's up 4.1%. Okay. The uh, total number of uh, ears counted, up 1.8%. Really? Okay. I was actually surprised that that number wasn't higher. Yeah. Now, when I was in fields, I did notice that there were there were a few misses. Some skips. There definitely was a little bit of uh, replanting in some fields. Right. There was also some disease problems where you lost the ear here or there. There's a few bug problems out there. It's not okay. it's not heavy, but it takes off a couple. Yep. yep. It just doesn't get you there. But that grain length at almost 7.3 inches. <laughs> That's, that's a lot of that's grain. That's a big number. I mean, we measured a couple of ears that were more than eight and a half inches long. Yeah. That's that's a ball bat. Yep. That's exactly right. And what about Colonel Rose? Where'd we Co- come in at? Colonel Rose, you know, it's oh, it's up. A okay. nice little 16.6%. Or I'm sorry, 16.6 rows up from 16.3 rows a year yeah. ago. The average the last uh, three years, 16.2. So that also added... But, you know, here's the thing about those rows yep. that I noticed, and it may not come to fruition, yeah. is that when you got to those those 14 mm-hmm. and 16s, they tended to have some smaller than what I thought would be what I would have seen out here. Now, you can't measure that. It's it's a visual thing. The kernel thing. size you're the talking about. The kernel size, sorry. Okay. The 18s, they, they were about... Average. So okay. maybe those, maybe when we get to some of those yep. 18 rows around, they come in average, but maybe the 16s aren't quite up to average. So okay. where does that go? Yeah. We won't know until the combines roll. Interesting. Interesting. You know, but that at 16.6, that's a big number. Uh, people always talk about all the 18s that are out there. Yeah, no. It, we're always so close to 16. Indiana varies quite a bit, and Nebraska will vary. But at 16.6, think about it, guys. You're pulling two 16s and an 18 on, on every sample on average. That's impressive. 
That is very impressive to me. Okay, let's jump over to soybeans here, Jeff. Uh, what were your total number of pods in a three-by-three-foot square in Nebraska? Almost 1,300. Wow. 1,299. Up from 1,131 a year ago. Three-year average, 1,191. So we're looking at a uh, uh, four, uh, four, almost 15% increase right. from a year ago. That's there's a lot of pods out there. Yeah. I counted one plant today that had five four-bean yeah. pods. Okay. Never seen that before. Right. And it was like, whoa. Yeah, you are Jeff Four-Bean Wilson. You know that, right? <laughs> I've offered uh, I've offered money to the five-bean person that brings it in. <laughs> haven't seen the five-bean <laughs> pod yet, but to see five four-bean pods, right. it's impressive. Yes. It, it is. is impressive. And there weren't a lot of onesies and twosies. Right. A lot of mostly threes. Yeah. So the the pods are out there, and now, it looks like the beans are there. And more more importantly, those pods are already filling the beans. Yeah. And except in the area that uh, you know, in that south central, mm -hmm. southeast areas where it is dry, mm -hmm. they're still a little flat. Although we had a shower today walking through that area, and that will help those soybeans. Absolutely, it will. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, we saw some disease issue in in Nebraska. There were the guys were talking about some gray leaf spot out there. Uh, there were some other issues that, as Emily and I saw a couple of fields coming down, they're starting to die from the top down. Makes you wonder if there isn't a little bit of Goss's wilt out there, something like that, or maybe 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 what we saw dying from the top down could have been anthracnose as well. Uh, as a matter of fact, Emily's giving me the high sign right now saying, yeah, it probably was anthracnose. Soybeans, it seems like they're relatively, I, I, I don't want to call them disease-free. No. But they're, they're pretty good. You, you see little spots driving yeah. down the road where it's sun death syndrome. Right. Or maybe another disease. But it's not anything like I've seen before. Exactly. It's, it's small. Right. So it's not a big yield kicker. Okay. Now, you haven't been out here on the western leg of the, the tour before, so I want to make a comment about the weed pressure that we saw. The last three years, four years, I've been on these guys out here in Nebraska City and riding them and riding them hard about getting this, this uh, 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 the weed pressure under control. This year, I thought it was pretty doggone good. What did you did it strike you as a weedy bean crop? No, not a. I mean, it's it's a little bit more than Central Illinois that I'm from. Sure, that's where I'm from. So, but we're talking about apples and oranges. Yeah, and it was it was clean. Yeah, and it was. You look out in the field. Yeah, there might be a few volunteer corn. There might be See, a few. And weed. you you can tell that there's some late season water hemp coming too. They're just poking above the beans right now. Which is crazy to me. In two weeks, they're probably going to be five foot tall, drive back through here and go, oh my gosh, what are they doing? But as, for the third week of August, with the amount of growing degrees that we've accumulated, because the weeds will grow with the growing degree days just like corn does, just like soybeans do, but the, the weed pressure, I was very impressed. Now, we talked with Nebraska farmer Tim Gregerson from Herman about why that might be. John Harris put together a report on that. Uh, uh, it's on AgWeb. It's on AgWeb.com. You can go there and look at it. But 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 Gregerson made a really interesting point. A year ago, we dropped so many ears on the ground in Nebraska. Remember, we were talking hearing about the cattle dying. 
guys turning the cows out. They were eating too much corn and dying out there. Um, so the, the word was out on volunteer corn. Everybody was watching it like crazy. Winter hung on until the end of April out here. Then when May came, temperatures warmed right up, and that volunteer corn showed itself early. And guys went nuts and sprayed it. And they got very aggressive with their pre and with their post applications of herbicide because they could see that volunteer corn out there coming, and they wanted to get it. And because of that, there may have been some residual because you're gonna, if you're going out there and killing a grass, you're going to put some broadleaf herbicide in with it and if, if you're making a pass. So they went ahead and did that, and it may have been that volunteer corn that triggered them into getting out there and getting aggressive with their, with, with their um, uh, weed uh, battles out there this spring. So it might have helped them out quite a bit there. Uh, Jeff, great job, great numbers. We saw a really good Nebraska corn and soybean crop. We did. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We've kind of measured a record crop too. Yeah. USDA says record corn and beans or corn in both states, record soybean or record uh, soybean crop in Nebraska. Yep. 61 bushels. That's a lot. That's a of, big, that's a big soybean that's crop big in Nebraska. One. That's right. That's right. Buddy, we'll be out on the road again tomorrow. I'll talk to you again tomorrow night on the Crop Tour podcast when we get the numbers done up in Spencer. Tomorrow's kind of different for you, though, because you're going to have the results for the western three crop districts in Iowa. But we'll Looking go, forward to it. We'll go through those numbers. Okay, there's just one observation from the numbers that I want to make, if I could, here, guys. And uh, I'm just going to re- read them down. Ohio, 179.57. Indiana, 182.33. South Dakota, 178.01. Nebraska, 179.17. Guys, I've never seen consistency like this in the raw calculated average yields on a state-by-state basis. It's really pretty phenomenal. Um, it, it's, uh, it, it's almost shocking to me that we've got that much consistency. Now, we're not quite as consistent on the soybeans because our, our pod counts up in South Dakota, it's always going to be really, really tough to get a big pod count number up in South Dakota. And here we were at 1023, 10.25 in South Dakota on a pods in a three-by-three-foot square. But Ohio, 12.48. Indiana, 13.11. Nebraska, 12.99. It's absolutely phenomenal to me that we are seeing this kind of consistency out there. Uh, really shocking. So, guys, uh, thank you for tuning in tonight. We're going to have it again tomorrow night for you. Reminder, the 2018 Pro Farmer Midwest Crop Tour, sponsored by Pioneer. We couldn't be out here doing this without the support of Pioneer. Really appreciate all the efforts that they are putting into not only sponsoring the scouts, feeding them supper, buying them a beer, but also providing some very important information for the attendees of the evening meetings. Uh, Pioneer has been a great partner with us on the Pro Farmer Midwest Crop Tour for many years in 2018 is definitely no exception. All right, signing off from Nebraska City, I'm AgriTalk host Chip Flory. <laughs>